Welcome back, Sluts and Hoes, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. In this episode, BP, Coop and I discuss the sequel to the original Saw film, Saw 2, released in 2005 to great fan reception. Now, we discussed in our previous episode on how the original Saw movie laid the foundations for what would be the pillars for each Saw sequel. Notably, Saw 2 does up the ante with the number of test victims, the games, traps, and more thrilling twists. One thing I note in this sequel, though, is that it delves into John Kramer, the myth, the legend himself, and why he's testing people with his blood-soaked games. It's dark but just a game, that's what he would say to me. Now, I think the writers were on the right path, but in later installments, they fucked up his original motivation. So as we see in Saw 2, John Kramer received a cancer diagnosis and tried to kill himself by driving off a cliff. He miraculously survives, so he pins his survival on his fucked up methodology for why he puts others in the same place. I have one major issue with this, though, which is he puts innocent people in the traps, too. I mean, they're all innocent, but for example, like we saw in the original Saw movie, Amanda's roommate was disemboweled, and Dr. Gordon's family could have easily been killed. That kind of irks me, but we'll get into this. (laughs) BP, do you have any thoughts? It might be in Saw 6 itself where there's a scene where Hoffman is carrying the guys in Saw 3 where he's got the arms that twist and the head that twists and the legs that twist and he's in a wheelbarrow mm. and he just chucks them oh, on the yeah. floor and John Kramer goes, he's a human being, have some respect or something like that. Yeah, and yeah, Hoffman, yeah. Like like brutality, in. Hoffman, yeah. Yeah, it sort of doesn't make sense. I kind of get both sides. But, you know, at the same time, it's like John Kramer setting them up to lose because some of these yeah. traps aren't winnable anyway. So you're sort of like, I know what he's saying. I think he's like, he's put them in the trap. It's up to them if they're Mm going to live or die. But some of these traps, he's going to die anyway. So it's sort of like, well, okay. I really like this sequel. I think this is a great example of how to do a sequel to open up, like not the mythology, because I don't think there is that with Saul, but it does open up new characters. They could have taken this in a stock standard sequel where, hey, it's another bathroom or this time it's on a train or. Oh, Lord. Again. A fucking game. Nothing new, nothing changed, same old shit. Same old fucking You know, yeah. some bullshit like that, but by keeping it into the nerve gas house with all the new characters, obviously there's going to be just the one-timer characters that have maybe two, three lines of dialogue, but I still go back to Saw 2. I don't necessarily go back to Saw 3, 4. I just said before we recorded this podcast that I watched Saw 5 last night, but... Saw 2 like, has some good then, characters in it. Like by, yeah. I mean, yeah. by the time we got to number three, they didn't do a lot to establish some of the characters that were, that were getting killed off. Like I get it's just a horror movie, people get killed and stuff, but like a big part of it is, you know, establishing like why do I give a shit that this person's mm. getting killed or, or why am I happy this person's getting killed? Oh, I meant everything I said about you. I still think you're useless. I'm just not sad about it. We're gathered here today because a backstabbing little bitch got exactly what was coming to her. Which was a good thing that they did with number two, because of course, one of the last people standing was the prick. And you're just like, oh, like throughout the whole thing, you're like, oh, I just want this guy to get his fucking comeuppance throughout yeah. the whole thing. And they just, they, they build up really well to him getting his shit fucked up um, in the end on that one. Plus like, I mean, following up on something like Saw would have, would have been difficult. And so there's, yeah, there's lots of new ideas uh, in this movie retconning is kind of just a big thing or like oh we'll just kind of like we'll go back and we'll add this part from the current one 
to the old one as if that's what we meant all along. Like, look at how smart we are with this mm. sort of movie. This is this big story we thought of all along. Bullshit. We know that's not true. Um, yeah. Like, and, and it just gets a little bit tedious towards some of the later installments of like, all right. Oh, yep. Yep. Hoffman was there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yep. I believe that. Uh, what's this? Uh, it's a tub of I can't believe it's not butter. Look, please don't arrest me. I won't do anything like this again. I. It's all right, madam. This isn't butter. It's I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> now, and what have we here? Oh, it's it's nothing. I can't believe it's not heroin. Yeah, they just tried to make it seem smarter than it, than it was while I like... Saw two. They didn't point to the first movie too much other than when they got up to that bathroom scene. It's just like a throwback. I feel like from Saw 3 onwards, it, like we were t- like the bathroom was in almost every movie after that. It's like, come on, move on. We get it. Yes. I think it was good bringing back Amanda for Saw 2. Is that mm. one of the main characters in the game? Because you're pretty much rooting for Amanda on the get-go. Yeah, um, yeah. Most of the other characters, not so much. Because yeah. it's the established storyline. So like, yes, the like kind of like the underdog, you know, who's the one that can get them through it? She'll be able to and trying to establish kind of like the, yeah, the underdog hero. And um, mm. again, like as Saw does, you know, with the big twist at the end. Yeah. Um, throw you under the bus for it. <laughs> I didn't pick up the twist either with Amanda being the new apprentice and whatnot. Even with the flashback scenes, I was like, ah, oh, they're showing that to show why she's back in this game and why she, it's like a test to prove that she can be a leader and save other people. But I didn't necessarily connect the dots together. I found, from what I found by posting on Reddit the other day, I have a very unpopular opinion, which is I didn't care for the needle pit trap. I didn't get any reaction from it. Like when she gets thrown in, I was like, oh yeah, that'd hurt. But I'm not like, ooh, or, you know, ah, like some of these people who like. I mean, really it was just, it was just building hate for that, for that other guy whose name I've forgotten because like you hate him. (laughs) <laughs> another <laughs> cool thing in this yeah. in this movie as well is the idea of and i think they had this in the third one a little bit but i think it was mainly this one multiple ways or like things that people missed in the traps of other ways they could get out of it mm-hmm. um like the follow the devil and there's the he could have turned the gas down in the when he was in the furnace or there was like a pulley thing when the girl puts her hand into the finger trap type thing Mm, um, yeah. There was something she that she could have pulled down to let her hands out. I think it was in the, uh, from memory. I think it was in the special features of the DVD. Actually, mm. a lot of them aren't completely sort of on the nose. I like the idea of adding those sort of those little Easter eggs in that people have to kind of pick up in those movies. Because yeah. like we all know how often I go on Facebook and in our previous episode about the fire destination tanning bed scene. I didn't care for the furnace one. It would have been a horrible way to die. Don't get me wrong, but. I was cheering. <laughs> it sounds like that. I was cheering for the, that character to die because he was the one yeah. that had abducted the others. But then you know, Tom, yeah. I was also like, oh, no, get out, get out. Like I wanted him to kind of survive and like prove that he could also help these characters. But there's actually a little bit of trivia on IMDb where Addison, who is the girl that gets her like wrist stuck in that razor wire box trap, she had a separate trap that was supposed to be filmed where she was supposed to put her face onto like a, a waffle iron, like the, that's an American term, like a sandwich toaster thing. And somehow it was like supposed to release her from the shackles or some bullshit. But mm. I don't know, I felt, I didn't really get the point of it. So I think having her do someone else's trap was good. But that mm. scene 
like did fuck me up for a while in Saw 2 just seeing like all the blood and all the fast cuts and like the typical Saw editing where that's when it started getting to the close-ups and the fast spinning and the frenetic <laughs> every five seconds yeah. it, yeah, the, it like, was the, like the, a bit the fast much. motion cut in with the like the scenes with Detective Matthews where he's standing at that the wire fence looking at Jigsaw and he's like he's freaking out but then he's normal and he's freaking out just with like the fast motion cuts and that kind of shit that they pretty much ended up using throughout the rest of the franchise. And I started seeing in lots of other movies from that point. I think the one thing I take from that film is that opening trap. I'm just like, nah, I can't do eyes. I'm not, I'm not jabbing my eye. But where is the key? I'll give you a hint, Cindy. Let the game begin. I, I, I don't get it. You want me to cut something? That should be obvious, yes. Yeah, anything like that. I think that was a really good opening trap. And I mean, it wasn't too gory in terms of like what actually happened in the end because it's all sort of just behind a mask. It's a clasps together, syringes, anything near your eyes, knives, that sort of stuff. Yeah, but that opening trap, yeah, really set the mood. But that furnace scene, it annoyed me, like Justin said. You could kind of just tell what was going to happen because it was already, I think that we already had the gunshot go off and I think we already had the needle pick go off. Is that right? And then it was the furnace scene. I think the furnace was after the gun. No, wait. In that newspaper article, it said that Hugh Kane was killed in the furnace. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, like, surely after the gun with what happened and how they were pulling on something, you would sort of look at the keys hanging down and be like, mm. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't just get in there and pull them like he did. Like it's, I don't know, that one was sort of frustrating because I feel like there could have been another way to maybe get my crack out the window on the other end and maybe try and hook it with a jacket or something and pull the key. So that one I thought was a bit stupid. And then when he was in there, I'm like, oh, well, can't get him out now. I was pleasantly surprised again by what I felt were numerous twists in the sequel, just as there was in the first installment. So while Xavier, that's his name, the crazy one who we all mm. wanted to get killed. Yeah, oh my God, Rondo, we're gonna die! It would have just been you if you would have just shut the fuck up! While he's like going on his rampage, and it shows that the safe that was in the middle of the first room actually was on top of where the bathroom is from the first movie, but it was like, ah, oh, all they had to do was move the safe and they would have been out of the poison gas. They still would have had to find an antidote, but they was like, oh, it was right the whole time. (laughs) I was just like, oh, yeah, that's like an extra little throwback. Love how we're saying the word throwback, but yet the movie was released like just one year before. Like a year later. (laughs) 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 Thanks, BP and Coop, for joining me again to discuss all things Saw. In the next episode of our mini-series, we discuss Saw 3. A divisive entry into the series, and what was originally the concluding chapter of the original trilogy. Feel free to give us a like, a comment, a share, or your life savings, whatever you wish. If you hated our podcast, then I'm glad I wasted your time. Bye.